Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davish Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, Instagram at NY Just Fans Podcast as we get into another and new episode. Um, before we go into the NFL news, uh, let's update y'all on some uh, Logan Ryan. Uh, he basically went on Good Morning Football and basically just said, listen, um, it sounds it's, it's a good idea to play for the Jets, but, you know, no office has been made. And I'm not going to shout out the reporter <laughs> that reported that that he could get signed on a one-year deal. Uh, I, I'll start this one with you, Charmin. Uh, quick take on quick take on that. I think I think Logan Ryan. Um, I think this whole thing is kind of the epitome of an offseason uh, player that is a veteran that thinks he's stealing the prime of his game, and he thinks that he's supposed to get paid a certain amount. He, it's late in the offseason now, and um, teams have mostly uh, kind of curated their rosters, and they're not really in a hurry to add anybody, you know. And um, But he thinks that he's supposed to get paid a certain amount, and um, I think I think if you if you kind of add up what uh, our new GM has been doing, he's not in really in the business of overpaying for talent. Uh, I think he puts a number on a certain talent, uh, evaluates what he thinks they sh- they should be paid, or you know what their value is, and that's it. And he 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 won't budge on that number, and whatever number I think the preliminary uh, discussions they had with um with, with Ryan's agent was uh was the number was what it was that they weren't happy about, so they backed off and they went and he made an appearance on Good Morning Football to kind of uh, gene up the, you know, the, the, the remaining team, you know, telling them, hey, listen, you know, I'm still out here. I'm still open for business. I'm not signed, you know, just to see who is going to offer him more. Unfortunately, um, I don't think anybody is going to offer him more. I think, I think there was a point in his career, he was probably a top 12 corner, you know, and he's not that anymore. Um, he's still dynamic, and he still could do things. He's so versatile in being able to play both slot and outside. And he's still very athletic and all that. But there's parts of your game that kind of starts, you know, being erased with, with age. You know, you lose a step here and there, and then you know, miss tackles and giving up a bunch of yards, you know, and stuff like that. And I think it's very evident in his release from a team that is very like they really need the versatile players because they play a kind of a disguise type of defense and in, in, in Tennessee that kind of just let them go you know meaning that they thought they could get a younger body to do the same things he does so him asking for 10 million dollars is kind of over you know I don't think anybody's going to pay that especially so late in uh, the offseason uh, you know what, I, I found a, a little article from Pro Football Focus and some numbers that they put up on Logan Ryan. Uh, first of all, he's 29, okay, he turned 29 in February. So yep. he's starting to get to that age, still not old, but you know what I mean? But here's the thing, he's got, he had the most snaps for, most coverage snaps for a cornerback, 623 last season. Okay. I'm sorry, the third most. Third most. Third most. That's a lot. Yeah. So he, he was out there. So he's healthy. So he plays a lot. No doubt. Great. That's great. That's something we do need. But here's the, here's the bad numbers, okay? He surrendered the most receptions of any cornerback in the NFL last season, a full 10 more than second place Justin Coleman of Detroit. Mm. Okay? He also surrendered the most receiving yards and the most yards after catch of any cornerback in the league. He also surrendered six touchdowns, six touchdown passes during the regular season, tied for eighth most in the league among corners. And in terms of strictly slot coverage, Ryan led the NFL in snaps with 448, but he also surrendered, surrendered the most receptions, receiving yards, and yards after the catch. So Crazy. And here's the other thing. He's asking for $10 million, right? 
or at least that's what it's been going around. Yeah, only, right. only 11 NFL cornerbacks average 10 million or more hmm. coming into this year. That's would you no say, way. would yeah, <laughs> would you say he's 11 about the 11 best corner? No, no, there you go. So that's why this guy is still out there. He's looking for his money. You know, God bless the guy. I'm not saying anything, but you know, at, there comes a time where you're going to say, you know what, let me take a small one-year deal. I'll prove it that I'm still good. I'm still this, still that. And then you could X for the moon, you know, but right now, you know what, you can't X for that, you know, and, and that's why he's still out there. And, and the other guy we spoke about last week too was Warford, the yes. guard. There's something up with that. Why is a multiple Pro Bowl guard in his, you know, same age, I think he's 29, and he's still available. And he wasn't looking for that kind of money either. You know, he wasn't looking for a crazy amount of money. So, you know, I, I don't I don't know the stats on him. You know, Sean, I mean, I know we, we, we've read things that, you know, he's still good. He's still this. But something's got to be up that why he's still available. Correct. He, he is the I th- – um, from what I've heard from people, people that know offensive line is that, yes, his play had been falling off a little bit. But – understand something even if your his play fell off a shade he used to be a pro bowl guard so what he came he went from pro bowl to uh on the pro bowl like a slight edge on the pro bowl come on man we don't have any guard like that in and right. that's on that level you know so i don't i so i don't even understand why that wouldn't be a thing you know he is one of the things I ended up learning about him was that he is more versatile than I thought. He could play both zone where he could, his lateral movement is good enough that he could play zone and he could play gap scheme if you ask him to, you know, or duo or power, you know. So he, so he is versatile that way. So again, in his case, I don't want to be that suspicious about it. I think it's one of those things where the teams are, like I said before, they went, they went, they, you know, that was a surprise release. You know, teams had already put their teams together, put their rosters together, I mean, and they had in mind a plan. And I think they're waiting until they could get their players in-house to kind of evaluate what they need. And I think both of those players are going to get offers quickly around that time when, you know, some of the, you know, weaker players could fall up by the wayside and, and you could add a, add a talent like Ryan or add a talent like Wofford. But so I'm not really, for, 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 um, for Ryan, I'm a little suspicious, but for Wofford, I think it's just teams being patient and waiting to get their guys in on, on, until, you know, they figure, hey, man, I might, I might need you here, you know. I could replace you with this guy. Well, I I know that Wolford had a uh, a knee injury in uh, week fifteen when they had played the Colts, uh, and he had to be carted off the field. Um, maybe maybe that could play a play a part. Um, maybe they need this like like Cam Newton. Maybe they need like you know kind of like a workout. Uh, uh, you know, let's let's see if the let's see what he really does, or let's see if he still got it. You know, like I'm not gonna knock knock it, but it might be more to more to more to than his playing level. True, right. very true. Has to be. Yeah, so right. exactly. So there's got to be some kind of with the medical issue. You know, he wants to, they want him to come in for a medical. You know, for a physical. Going mm-hmm. back to with uh, Clowney, why he's still out. So it's got to be something. So right. Ryan might be the total. You know, Ryan might be just the amount of money he's looking for. Right, which is still not a lot, so I don't know why a deal still can't be done. <laughs> you know, you can you can you can you can still get four or five million in, in making senators incentives. Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. Because that's not even a, that's not a lot for a Pro Bowl now. Now the guys like Trent Williams and all the other top elite guys wanting eighteen twenty million dollars. That's a that's some spending money, but for for seven to eight million dollars, like you can make something happen. Yeah, you're right. As I, you, you know, there's ways you could finagle a contract to make it look like, you know, 10 mil. You know, I could give, I, you know, you could get, you could, like you said, you could give seven mil, you know, give a roster bonus or something, or, or mm-hmm. like you said, add incentives to add up to the 10, you know. But 
but again, like I said, the, you know, there's so many different variables at play here. A lot of stuff that we don't even know about and, and add, add this crazy um, virus around and all this weird off season has been, I think, I think a lot of things are playing into why a lot of these players are out. And eventually we'll find out, man. The NFL always has a way of uh, airing out stuff, you know, can't hide it for long. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Cam Newton, uh, uh, Anthony Lynn said they did consider uh, bringing Cam Newton in, but they rather have their own guys. Um, and also, uh, from what the uh, the betters, uh, Cam is basically Patriots is like the highest team to maybe sign them. But uh, what what is going on with with Cam Newton, and why did Anthony Lynn brought the point up of of Cam Newton uh, not Cam? What what make Anthony Chris? What make Anthony Lynn just come out the, the woodwork and just say that? I think he's just saying that just to defend their their actions for going forward without trying to sign him. You Correct. know, I think they want to say, hey, you know, we're confident in in uh, Tyra Taylor. You know, we're going with him, and we also drafted um, uh, yeah. what? Justin Herbert. Herbert, right? So I think they just they want to show confidence in those guys. Tell the fans, listen, don't worry about it. We got our guys. We're we're good to go. Um, you know, Cam Newton. I'm sure. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about it enough. I think the big thing is he's got to he's got to prove to everybody that he's healthy, and hopefully soon he could get a you know a team is going to be willing to bring him in to get a, a physical done, and he could show and that he's a hundred percent. Until then, you know he's going to be sitting out there. I hope he doesn't sit out the whole year. Uh, you know, hopefully he gets a job somewhere. You know, he's still a former MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy's a legit quarterback. He's a, I'm not saying he's a lead anymore, but he's definitely up there. He's better than some of the quarterbacks that, that are starting now. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. He's not, he's not on a team. But hopefully for him, this clears up, you know, quicker. Yeah, uh, I, I go with what Chris said about, uh, about Anthony Lynn and Lynn, what he said. I think, I think um, people had been kind of jumping on that bandwagon where they were attacking um, – they were attacking the Chargers for like you have a, you have such a great team. All you need is the QB, you know, bringing bringing the veteran, you know, whatever. And teams, like I said, like teams have they normally have a plan, you know. This is not something where they're making it up as they go along. So the fact that uh, some player dropped out of the sky and all of a sudden he's free does not really change their plan. And for the most part, you know, them probably inserting player X into a plan they already have might throw it off. That's why it takes them having this off season and the OTAs and everything else to kind of be like, okay, I kind of see where I could insert this guy or insert that guy. And especially when it comes to quarterback, man, that's, that's the general, you know, of your whole plan. You normally make your plan around that guy. So if, you know, if you already have a plan in place and you you have Herbert and um, what's the other quarter, the backup quarterback over there? Um, Tyra Taylor. Ty- Taylor, you know, um, so you make that plan around him. Cam is a different animal. You'd have to scratch the plan and come up with a totally different plan. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of coaches are not okay with that. You know, they, you know, they they prefer, especially if they did a lot of, homework and a lot of long nights you know making that plan and um they really don't want to give up on it you know uh, they're kind of bullheaded that way coaches are so um mm-hmm. so so you know him coming out and defending his plan is probably what what that was about mm-hmm. i think i think in just in my opinion um with this whole cam Newton situation i think it's 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 just the one important thing i think the teams can't can't uh Basically, they want their doctors to, to give Cam that physical, you know, and now that they will be opening facilities, hopefully that will happen for Cam and he can show show what he got, you know, with the shoulder injuries. Uh, I think he had a foot injury last season. Um, he just – Cam just got to – Cam got to find a way to show these guys that he, he can still play. Even if it's at a, as a backup, I know it's the – you know, we, we know that he's, he could, he's still a potential starter. But if you have to go, go do it. Roll with the punches. 
you still will have a chance with a couple of teams. It's not a it's not a it's not a loss, but I think until teams can say, listen, we want to we want to bring we want you to uh, have a physical with our doctors. I just feel it's going to be the same situation, but I'm hoping different for Cam. Yeah, I, I think the the perfect position, you know, the perfect spot. I don't know about the perfect team, but the perfect situation would be just like what Teddy Bridgewater did with the Saints, back up for the year, maybe hopefully see a, a game or two, maybe three games, prove to everybody you're healthy and you're ready to go, and then, um, you know, the next year you'll be the top free agent quarterback in the free agent pool, and you could, you know, hopefully get a, a nice contract. Correct. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to the Rooney Rule. Uh, Chris, I, I know, I know you done. <laughs> you you sent you. I know you sent me and Sharman at uh, our uh, our uh, resident football operations guy. Chris. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. If it's not me, if it's not <laughs> myself or Sharman killing it, then it's Chris killing. He he, he makes sure that we got. Everything is on point, but uh, could you give us more details about this uh, this Rooney role? Well, there's supposedly the good thing that I think the best thing that came out of this is that not gonna um, use that rule where if you hire a, a minority as your head coach, they can move you up, move your draft uh, draft position up. I thought that was one of the worst things that they yes. did. I thought that was a horrible you know decision, but thankfully they you know, they tabled that and they're not going to, you know, do it. I think they got enough. I think they put it out there for about a week just to see what kind of reaction they were going to get from everyone. And it seemed like mixed at best, they were getting results. So um, mm -hmm. I think what they did was great. You know, um, a couple of big things, you know, they're going to add, you've got to interview more minority um, candidates for the head coach, for a head coaching job, which is great. Mm -hmm. Another thing, um, they're adding more in the um, uh, what do you call it? The coaching. Uh, uh, what was I keep forgetting this word? Um, <laughs> that's that's they, all right, man. The coaching um, uh, when they're going to try a guy in, just like what we had Heinz uh, Ward in. The oh uh, the uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right, they're going to open yeah. that up more, so you can add more of those guys in. Okay. So that I and I think that's the best move because that's how you're going to get more uh, minorities, whether it's whatever or even a woman to, to get in there and to learn the coaching, you know, the coaching aspect of the game. And if they can, that's where you're going to get more people involved, more minorities, more right. females involved, because the way that I mean, the the interview process we know, okay, we have to interview two now. Okay, we'll interview two guys. You know, all right, we'll interview this guy and this guy, blah, 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 blah. We'll waste a day or two interviewing these guys. But in the end, that doesn't mean they're going to hire them. Just interviewing is one thing. You know, certain teams, you know, have their eye on one on one coach. And they're going to say, okay, let's bring that guy in. Okay, we got to bring in two minorities. Okay, we'll bring those two guys in too. So to me, I don't think that's going to make the bigger the bigger influence. I think getting getting these guys in – um, in the in the coaching area and teaching them the coaching aspect of the of the game, and within a couple of years, we'll see. I think the benefits of doing that. You know, if we get more in, just like what we did, Heinz Ward, you could see he moved up, boom, 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 and he's what our, our receiver coach now, right? Within a year, yeah. so I think within a year or two, if if each team could hire two or three at least. Um, to start, you know, to get them into the system. That's what you need. You need more in the system because right now, even um, when you look at assistant coaches and, and offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's not enough either. So I think you got to get more coaches in the system and then let them move up, you know, just mm -hmm. like everybody else, let them move up. But the more you get in, you know, and the more you could try to, you know, get into the system, the more they'll move up and, you know, hopefully we'll get more guys like uh, Eric B enemy that we've been talking about that definitely deserves a job and he's probably going to get one next year, but I don't think any good job came for him this year that he said, all right, I'm going to be willing to give up, you know, being the offensive coordinator for Pat Mahomes and the team that's going to be this, you know, the favorite for the Super Bowl again this year. So 
I don't think he was willing to give that up, you know? Um, but I think the more you get involved, get more involved in coaching, the more there's a chance of them moving up the ranks, you know? And I think that to me is the, I think that's going to get them the most, uh, the best results. Um, mm. The other thing also is another rule that they, that they abolished was you don't have to ask uh, your team yes. permission to interview for a job if you're an assistant, which is great. That's, that's a great rule. Yeah. You know, I, th I think that's awesome, you know, because some teams could say, no, we're not going to give you permission to go talk to somebody. And I think that's wrong. You know, um, if you get a chance to move up in this world, go for it. You know, if they're going to offer you a head coaching job or more money, then you could turn to your boss and say, hey, this guy's going to give me a, you know, a head coaching job, or he's going to give me more money. What are you going to do? You know, it's just like us, you know, uh, you know, you could look for another job while you're, while you got a job, you want to better yourself. So there's nothing wrong with that. I, I think that's a great thing. The only other thing I would add is the, um, uh, the time frame where a, a guy has to wait till the season is over to uh, interview for a job, you know, like that hurts a guy like Eric B or, somebody on the 49ers last year. They had to wait till after the Super Bowl to interview. And by then, a lot of these teams either A, already had their, their guy or they had a guy already in mind and they didn't have to really interview these guys. So I think that hurts uh, a guy who's doing his job right <laughs> in a way. So um, I don't know, that, that's just me. Internship, that's what I was talking about. The internship. Yes. Yeah. Coaching, mm -hmm. internship. The coaching internship, yes. Right. The more you can get on the – I don't know what the – maybe there's a certain amount that they want each team to have. You know, like if they say uh, four, you know, let's get four, uh, four people into this internship. Two have to be minority. and You know, at least two have to be minority, something like that. And then we'll see. I think this is the best way to get them involved in coaching. Because also, too, maybe some of these players that are leaving the league don't want to bother with coaching anymore. You know, like they, they've made mm. their money. So they're like, why should I go stress out more <laughs> and deal with that? Think about it. Or they can say, you know what, I'm going to go on TV. And we've seen so many players, former players getting on TV and making mega money. And especially when they see Tony Romo, what he's making and the contract he signed, you, why would you want to be a coach? <laughs> you know, I'll make Tony Romo money if I'm that good. So, well, exactly. The problem is, are you are you as good as Tony Romo? That's the issue. I don't know. Right. Um, that is the there is <laughs> there is there is there is an issue that um, I mean, I will start with the fact that cultivating us uh, great assistant coaches uh, is the is part of the problem we have. Like I've said, you know, a friend of a friend hiring, you know, that whole nepotism thing. I'm hiring my son, my aunt, my cousin or whatever, instead of somebody that's actually uh, good at what they do. Uh, the, a lot of those guys, they end up having to go coach a high school football team somewhere instead of staying right there in the NFL when they stop playing football, instead of just getting into an internship right there in the NFL, you have to go play coach a high school team for how many years, then, then pray they get, you know, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, somebody catches, uh, they catch the eye of some college coach. And they end up being an assistant coach for somebody in college for a while, probably a D2 or D3 or D1 school somewhere. And then and just wait years to climb the ladder, you know, and, and you, you have NFL experience. You have NFL experience and, and you're, you're using it in, in, in high school and college. Uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but a lot of those guys, they've, they've been around the pros for so many years, if you've been playing the league for 14, 15 years, you understand the mechanism of the NFL. So you, so I think insertion into a pile, a program like uh, what Chris was just talking about, where you basically become what like Heinz Ward, you become the assistant to the to the to the wide receiver coach. You know, you you kind of hover around him for a few years. You know, uh, you don't have to get paid that much money because you're basically just carrying the bag of the guy that really does the job, you know, but the, the thing is you also have a certain amount of knowledge and input you could provide because you played wide receiver in the NFL for 15, 16 years, you know? So the cultivation of the, the, the of assistant coaching, that's where it should have been attacked. And, and, and that's why I'm okay with the whole 
less, you know, loosening the reins for the NFL assistant coaches to get, you know, get uh, hired because all these teams that restrict their, their, their assistant coaches from getting hired. I mean, that's unfair. You know, I think that plays a part in the reason why there's so many, uh, so many uh, um, assistant coaches that are, especially if you're on the defensive side, if you think about it, man, the amount of minorities that, that coach defense and the assistant defenses, there's a good, good amount of them, but they never really get to us, um, get to talk, um, be a coach, you know, right. you know, and, and that's the problem. And I think that right there, what they did allowing for assistant coaches to really, you know, um, you know, uh, kind of shoot their shot is, is, is an awesome, it's kind of an awesome thing. I hope it works out, man, because I think there's a lot of talented guys out there that just need a chance. Right. Uh, I don't got I don't got too much to say about the subject. I just I, I agree with both of y'all. Um, not too much to say. I think y'all y'all hit the nail in the coffin with that one. <laughs> um, so I do want to say this: uh, the NFL uh, new face mask. Um, they are testing out. Uh, they testing out new mask that, that could be a, a, a surgical uh, N95. Um, from from what's being heard. Uh, I forgot the uh, I forgot the the people that's that's making that usually makes the helmets. Um, they the right ones now? that's yes, they the ones that's making the helmets. Um, so we trying to they trying to see how that works out. Um, do uh, and also from what's being heard is that the fans, uh, without without playing without playing playing with any fans, they could lose about five point five billion dollars. Um, Charmin, how would how would how would the money play play? Would would that stop them from playing? And what about these uh, new face masks? On the on the on the uh, face mask thing, I mean, um, that that's awesome innovation right there. Um, when you think about it, you know, you have your head your headgear on. You could keep your headgear on whilst you play, and it could protect you from catching whatever you know catching. Uh, um, protect you from COVID or whatever, you know, that's a, that's an awesome thing. If that really could work out, that would be, that'd be a great thing. You know, the NFL is slow stepping on a lot of things, but I like when they kind of uh, take uh, major steps in, in other areas Uh, on the, um, you know, on, on, uh, what was the other question, Devin? I'm sorry. (laughs) You're good. Um, Um, Basically uh, the fans, um, Fans, oh, the 5.5 million fans. billion, billion, yes, 5.5 billion, yes, yeah, fan free football, yeah. I, um, yes, that will cause a major dent in the um, football operations for many teams, uh, that depend on that extra money to do so many di- different things. Um, but, um, I mean, I mean, it's doable because it's the only one season. You know, I'm not saying that it's not going to cause issues. Of course, it's going to cause issues. You know, that's a significant amount of money. But in my opinion, if this is only going to be for this season, you know, they could kind of tread water for the for the time being until things turn back, you know, to, to normal, you know, whatever the, our new normal is going to be. Um, but for the time being, I think they could kind of take that in the pocket, take that hit, absorb it. You know, work around it. Um, I, I would, I would, I would bet that they've been thinking about ways uh, to kind of counteract that for a while. <laughs> Trust me, they have. They don't, you know, team, um, big organizations like I don't, you know, they. I bet they've been talking about projections, how much money they're going to lose and how they're going to gain most of it back already. So uh, I'm not really scared for them on that part, you know. I think I think they could uh, recoup at least some of that money in some ways. Football is way too popular. Yeah, I, I think the money situation. I think in every sport, you know what? If this year, if they can all take a, they're all going to get hit somewhere, right? I think even the players are going to lose money. Everybody's going to lose money. If they could just swallow that pill for this year and say, all right, you know what? We're going to come back next year, and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. You know everything will be back to normal, and I, I I'm I'm hoping that's that I'm, I'm sure that's what every league is hoping for too. That next, you know, this is a, a bump in the road, a, r- a horrible bump in the road, but it's a bump in the road, 
yeah, okay, well, we're going to lose money this year. We're going to lose millions and billions or whatever amount it's going to be and just move on, you know, and just get these games in, get, you know, get the leagues back playing again. You see MLB, they're, they're going back and forth with money and, you know, like <laughs> that, that's uh, it. right. Jeez. You know what? Okay. We get it. You're going to lose money. But guess what? Everybody in America is losing money right now. Mm -hmm. Nobody's <laughs> making money. So <clears throat> for a guy who makes hundreds of million dollars, I don't care. You know, just if, if we're going to get these games on, I don't want to hear about money. I don't want to hear, okay, you're going to lose money. Guess what? How many people are losing money right now? Everybody. There's tons of people on food lines right now. That's how bad it is. So yep. we don't want to hear about your financial issues. Nobody does. <laughs> so just figure it out. Whatever it is, I don't care. I'm not taking sides on the owner's side or the player's side. Just get it done. Just figure it out. You're both going to lose money. We get it. But you know what? Suck it up, and next year you'll, you'll be billionaires again. You'll be fine next year, hopefully. You know, okay. passes this year, you know? And the mass thing, hey, if it works out, I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. You know, um, I, I, I'm, they got Oakley, I know, working on the, uh, the visors because they were worried about it fogging up. But yes. Oakley does a great job with the visors, so they're gonna. I'm sure they'll figure that out with the mm -hmm. fogging aspect of it. So I, 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 I love it. You know, I mean, to keep these guys safe. Listen, I want to see them. We all want to see them play. But I, number one, I want to see them safe. I don't want them getting no disease or uh, virus or anything. Uh, just trying to play a, a game. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. that's first and foremost. So get that out of the way. And then, you know what, the money, like I said, man, just stop complaining. You guys look – they look so bad. Every league looks bad complaining about who's going to make money, how much of this, the, this cap they're going to – you know, how much of the salary they got to pay. and Just figure but, yeah, it out, man. Just yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you, man. It's, it's you know, um, whilst everybody is struggling at home, you know, um, the, the least of your, their, their worries is how much money – a millionaire or billionaire is losing, you know, um, it, it, it's, 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 it's going to be okay. Yes. You, like I said, it's, you're going to take a hit, you know, I think you could work your way around it, you know, take a, you know, like everybody does, there's nobody that does that runs a home and the financials are always what you, what you, what you think it's going to be. And there's no situation where you're like, oops, you know, I'm a few hundred short. This month, you know, you're like, man, you know what? Let me survive this month, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take care of it next month. So, you know, it takes time. It takes time, or whatever. We we don't want to hear the argument. Just get it done. Get the games on TV so we can watch. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, I just think with the surgical masks, I think it's gonna be real interesting to see that, um, especially for baseball because I know baseball was talking about it as well. Uh, talking about no spitting sunflower seeds uh, <laughs> and the wear the mask. <laughs> so I think I think this is going to be uh, real interesting. But you know what? With the with the billion with the billions with the billion losing billions of dollars, you can actually still still make it from uh from from the the TV. Um, you know the season ticket holders and everybody going to want to watch football. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, well. You're losing, you're losing money. You still, you still, you probably won't even lose all that money, especially whatever them, them TV packages is, $300 for four months, 75 per month, whatever how much it is, you can still make that money out of season ticket holders and everybody that wants to watch football. It's not a, it's not, it's not I don't think it's going to be a big loss. Just, you know, it's just, it's, I just feel like it's just going to, whatever happens, just going to happen. Just give us what we want. We want some damn sports at the end of the day. I mean, they're still going to make their money for the, the TV stuff, right? They're still going to make that. So yes. that's, a, that's a definite. I understand, though, that they are going to take a loss. We know that. Oh, but, yeah. You know, we're, we're talking about billion-dollar businessmen taking a loss. We don't yeah. care. Like, we don't care. You know, we're all struggling, man. We're all, Everybody's home from work. You know, yeah, we're – getting unemployment or whatever, but everybody's struggling. Like, we don't need to hear a billionaire, well, I'm losing a lot of money this year. I don't know if we could play. Uh, no, just mm. figure it out and do it. Jerry Jones still going to be in the yacht. 
Yeah. <laughs> on, he probably is now. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, before we hit the next topic, uh, Charmin, um, uh, um, did you watch the Makai Becton and uh, Cameron Clark uh, video interviews? If so, could you give us uh, some intake on that? Yeah, um, I watched both of them. Uh, I think the more I, I think I've watched so many videos of Makai Becton. Uh, I think he definitely is a character. Uh, he's funny. Um, outgoing you could see that he's gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be in the forefront of of the team um um kind of a personality that people will follow um the Cameron Clark uh situation was kind of very interesting to me um especially I remember um um I think it was what was has been highlighted highlighted about him was one for some reason he he must have had like five or six different Coach, coaching changes went playing in, at his college, which is ridiculous. Um, uh, and for him to still have that kind of, you know, the kind of play he has, I mean, I understand that he's not as smooth as smooth as you want him to be. That's why he felt the way he was. But I think the game tape, there was one where he actually, um, they played against Clemson. And Clemson's D-line is very respectable. I mean, everybody knows. Uh, it's probably one of the best schools in the country. And he was putting them out. He was giving them work. He, he obliterated some of those, uh, some of those guards and some of those uh, defensive ends um, and some of those defensive tackles and defensive ends. So you could see the pro level play on him, you know, he has, and it seems like he's a really easy going kid. Um, so I'm really interested. He's one of those guys that I'm really, really interested in seeing what he could do. Um, since uh, the rumor is they, they might kick him inside to play guard. And he did confirm that uh, the coaching staff has told him that they want him to learn all positions on the line. And he said he was primarily a, guard, a tackle in college, but he was in practice, practicing for playing guards. God, God. So, so he, so he's been doing that. So I'm, I'm very interested in his story. Uh, like I said again, I think Mackay Becton is a very interesting guy. He's funny, outgoing kid that I think uh, it's just, it just adds to that uh, that personality that the team has. You know, with Jamal Adams and you know, and, and Le'Veon Bell and Sam Donald, they, they just, you know, some superstar kind of talent, uh, superstar personality. It, you know, it's kind of that. That's who he is. Yeah. Um. I just think. Uh. At the end of the day, it sound like Cameron Clark is uh, versatile. So maybe that's why Joe Douglas also uh, drafted him, other than being a captain. So we'll we'll see. Um. Yep. So. So Chris, let's get into uh these arrests from last week. We seem seems like seems like more than more than enough. Uh <laughs> let's see, we got Baker, uh DeAndre Baker, um pleaded not guilty on eight charges. We got Dunbar, that was that was uh plead not guilty. He pleaded not guilty to his charges. I don't know how many charges he have. And then you got the Bills defensive tackle, Ed Oliver. He, he also got into a little bit of a jam. Um, what? What? Why is these kids getting into so much trouble, Chris? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, just they're just stupid. <laughs> Simple as that. I don't know what else there is. I'm sure there's a deeper uh, reason for this, but they're just stupid. Like, what is wrong with you guys? You know, you guys got you guys. You're talking about the the golden. We talk about the golden ticket, right? These guys got the golden ticket. They hit the lotto. You know, this is their 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 way out. Their their way to better themselves. They became millionaires by playing football, and now they're messing around with, you know, gambling and losing money. And they want they they weren't they weren't happy about their losing money, so they wanted to get it back. And they held all these guys up. And I don't know. You know what? I'm just so disappointed. I mean, I'm not a giant fan, but you know what? This guy was. First round talent, a lot of them had, and and you know what they they traded up to get him uh, at the bottom of the first round because he was falling, and because of I think he had some off the field issues. He's 
lazy and you know all this other stuff and that's why he, he fell but talent wise this guy's a first round talent and it's 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 probably going to be wasted you know this guy's probably never going to play again i mean maybe he's going to become innocent i don't know but um now they're saying both players are saying that they have a bunch of witnesses to say that they're innocent that they weren't involved in this so i'm sure some money was involved in that but mm. uh you know what if they if if any of them are guilty in any way they're probably done for the rest of their careers and they're you know agree. and it's sad it's sad because there's guys out there that you know that would do anything to become a, a professional football player or any kind of professional athlete and they don't get the chance and these guys got the chance they got there they hit the lotto and they blew it <laughs> they blew mm. it over nothing over you know whatever they said what was it seventy thousand dollars yes he lost i mean yeah to us that's a lot of money but to a guy that's a million dollar million millionaire is is not so but i don't know man it's it's sad it, it really is sad that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah um yeah I, uh i don't know what happened there with these guys um these guys I, again um I, I i think i think a couple times on this podcast i've br i've brought up the the issue that I have with a lot of young men, you know, uh, several generations younger than me, the whole, you know, they always need to like puff their chests out, you know, always have to be, you know, Oh, I'm the big guy around, you know, show off and all kinds of stuff like that. If you lose money, you lost money, man. You know, you can't always win. Nobody always wins. I think Kyle, Kyle, our, our guest last week, uh, likes to, likes to say um, participation trophies is the reason for all this. <laughs> so, um, it's, just, it's just funny to me that, that you, you know, you lose. I mean, I know you're disappointed at your loss, but, like, come on, man. Take your, take your beatings, man. You know, you're not always going to win. And, and in case of the DUI, I don't know what else I could say. I mean, this is something that's been going on forever, man. People getting their lives ruined, people getting killed, mm -hmm. call a cab. And they got the money to and, have someone drive not, them. And yeah, not only can you not, not only can you, a regular person calls an Uber, you know, and they probably only have $200 in their account. You have a couple million in your account and you can't call a freaking high-end taxi or something. Or call an NFL person, personnel person that you know and say, hey, listen, man, I'm caught up. Can you come get me? Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. Everybody mm -hmm. leaves the bar and calls a car. These idiots are the only ones jumping in their car and driving off. I never heard nothing like that. You know, how many times you have to see people get killed by people that are inebriated, you know, driving a freaking weapon for you to stop this. I don't get it. I really don't. Hmm, same here. Um, Ed Oliver, he, 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 did, he did decent for his rookie season. Uh, the, kid, the kid is only on misdemeanor charges. Hopefully he'll take it as a lesson um, and just move on. Uh, but the other two guys, I don't know. Uh, it's still, still something, something up in the air. It's, it's not smelling too good, so. Until hmm. until we know more, you know, it's the the air is still stinking. <laughs> to make it sure, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna go too crazy, but it's just something that don't smell smell right with the with the with the with the two guys. So yeah, hopefully, the, hopefully they'll get the story will come out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll know very soon. Um, Alden Smith reinstated by the NFL after so many years. And so much trouble. Uh, how how would you take it, uh, Charmin, that Alden Smith is uh, going to be back? I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, every time I see the, these young guys that, that ruin their lives like that, I mean, I know he had whatever mental issues and he had a horrible childhood and all that stuff. I mean, as an adult, man, it, there's a time when you have to grow up and, and overcome what your issue was as a child. You know, whatever it is, when you get to be our age, you know, when you get to, into your thirties, and you know, once you once you get once you get past twenty five, mm -hmm. let's say you get past twenty five, man, you, 
you know, I mean, think, I mean, you're supposed to be, you know, trying to, you know, uh, fix whatever that ails you. And I'm glad that he was put in a spot. It took him losing football for a while, but at least he went to a place where he could basically change his life and, and really get back. I hope he could at least produce to a level that's respectable because he was a hell of a player. And uh, I would be, I'm really happy that he got his second chance, man, or his third chance or whatever chance it is. I'm yeah. happy for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope this is, you know, like you said, hopefully he cleaned himself up and he's, he's on the straight, you know, the straight path here. And because um, he, he was a great player. I mean, this guy was, he was awesome. So yep. it's sad, you know, that's another case, you know, it's just, I, I don't know what's wrong, but um Let's let's hope this guy straightened himself out, man, and and he could, you know, he could stay in the league this time because he's definitely, you know, he's definitely a very good uh, Russia, that's for sure. Yeah, that that was yep. that was some nothing but the best. Um, yeah, definitely, man. You know, you got repeated players like Ray Lewis, um, and and a whole lot of other players that get second chances. Um, he does so he deserve it. Um. Just, just uh, hoping, pray he he makes the right choices uh, to you know at least play. That's all. And he's still young, you know. I mean, he's not that old. He's still what? Yep. Uh, he's th- he's he'll be thirty this year. There you go. Yeah. Well, thirty-one. Yeah, man. Thirty-one uh, in September. Yeah, he has at least four or five years, man. Yeah, if he can. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. he can. If he can, exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so Sharman, uh, so we know we we know about our last year draft and uh, the the thirty two picks. Uh, which players do you see? Which players do you see um, having a breakout year this year, this season coming up? I mean, last year's draft. I mean, um, I mean the the one player. I mean, to that every uh, uh, there's a lot of division between Jets fans about this player. Um, if he should have been picked, if he shouldn't have been picked, or, you know, he was a bust. If he wasn't a bust, which is most the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, one player plays one season and all of a sudden he's a bust. I don't get it. Uh, uh, but Quinton Williams is, uh, in my mind, uh, is going to have, uh, you know, is going to have a breakout season. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think, that now that the whole D line played on the Williams for one year and they understand what's needed. Um, I'm hoping that uh, they have healthy linebackers so that they don't have to cater too much, uh, trying to cover the weaknesses of linebackers. That way uh, there's more of a penetration gap kind of uh, a penetration so that that, because I think that's what uh, Williams does best. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's I think I think he definitely uh, could uh, could be the player. Um, and um, there's one player that I think there's two players on that on this list I think that ha- that's also um, in line here. And um, I know that Chuma Adoga did not play well uh, uh, somewhere in the middle to the end of the season, but I think being a rookie. Um, you know, you have your moments, you know, you, you know, especially going up against better players, you know, on the pro players and you're not really a pro, you just got here, you know, you take your lumps and then you grow. I mean, even some of the best talented players that come in the league took, takes them about a year to figure it out. So I think, I think uh, um, he has a shot. Um, and I, and, and I, and I think bless on Austin has a shot also. Um, I'm very worried about the, the about the benching. Um, I hope that he could get his head around whatever it is that's the issue there. But he shows he shows some flashes, and I think I hope that he could grow um, there. But but I think I think these guys are the guys. I think this are out of this. Um, I don't know what Blake Cashman is going to be. Um, he could surprise, you know. Um, but I think that I think that injury really got in his way. I think if he didn't get injured and he played the rest of the season. I think that would I I I probably would have mentioned his name, but I think Quinnen, uh, Chuma, and uh, and Austin is and bless on Austin is probably the guys that I think that are gonna take off next year. Um, this year. I I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Um, Austin, the biggest thing with him is if he stays healthy, I think he's gonna be really good. 
um, his, you know, the biggest problem. That's why he, he fell all the way down to the sixth round was because of injuries. But um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Cashman also. Cashman showed a lot last year with his speed. I mean, it, he was flying all over the, the field last year. So, um, I mean, obviously, uh, the other guy that, that's still with us is, is uh, Trevon Wesco. He's more of, I, you know, third tight end on our team, yes. blocking guy, you know. So that's basically what he is. I don't think he's ever going to be much more than that. Um, and we're really stocked at – not stocked, but we got depth at, at tight end with Herndon and uh, Griffin. So, yes. right, so he's at best our third uh, tight end. Maybe he'll line up as a fullback once in a while, you know. I can see I can see Wesco in there um as in I can see Wesco in there running run blocking because that's right. mostly that's mostly his style. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Herdin and Herdin oh, and Griffin without a shot of a doubt. <laughs> you know, and then they'll you know, we'll see a lot more plays from, from them too. But um, Yeah, Griffin Griffin is definitely the more um the accomplished threat as a as a pass catcher. Um, I think he showed a lot, um, especially improvisationally, um, um, kind of getting and kind of making himself available to Sam when, when Sam was scrambling. Um, I think, he, I think Sam had that same kind of, uh, connection with, uh, with our other uh, tight end that was injured last year. So, so I think that adding that a lot of two tight end looks, um, uh, you know, um, Wesco as a fullback, maybe, you know, that we're, we're definitely, uh, like like Chris said, uh, stacked to a point. Uh, we'll see how how it goes throughout the season, but um, I like I like our odds in, in tight end room. But I think, like you said, with, with Quinn and Williams, he's he's going to be no doubt. He's going to break out this year, no doubt. You know, it's got, he had that first year under his belt, so I, without a doubt, he's he's going to break out this year. I have no doubt in my mind he is. Yep. I can't see him being a bust. So I agree. Yeah, I mean, other than other than other than that, uh, I think I think for the NFL, I think uh, one player will break out is Kyler Murray. Um, I, with 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 Hopkins with Hopkins there, um, he he ran five he ran about five hundred yards, four touchdowns, had about thirty seven hundred uh, passing yards, and twenty touchdowns. I think he I think he can I think he'll be the guy to have the breakout season for uh, Arizona. Just be ready. There you go. <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I think that's it for our podcast for this episode. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. As always, we're close to 100 episodes. This is this has been great, special ride, and we love doing this for y'all every week. But until next week, we're taking flight. Take flight. Take flight.